As young men, Al Henson and Paul Lawler each found themselves asking, where are the spiritual fathers? Unable to find someone to speak to them heart to heart and life to life, they purposed to one day become spiritual fathers themselves. Hi, my name is Aris Lawless and welcome to Sage Talk. This episode is dedicated to helping you become a spiritual parent to those God has brought into your life. Now with over 75 years of pastoring between them and decades of walking among the nations as they minister to the persecuted church in the least of these, let's join Alan Paul as they shepherd the hearts of faithful servants and Christian leaders in today's edition of Sage Talk. Hi, my name is Paul Lawler, and I am with Al Henson, founder of the Compassionate Hope Foundation, and this is Sage Talk. Al, uh, Sage Talk is a podcast that's designed for the heart of God's servants. Mm. Uh, Another way we might put that is that uh, these are conversations really intended to shepherd the heart of God's servants. Yes, thank you, Paul. And uh, to this brother, sister that's listening in, uh, what God has put upon our hearts is uh, uh, to uh, be a shepherd mm. uh, to those brothers and sisters that are hungry uh, for the Lord mm. and to, in some ways, spiritually father them, mm. uh, spiritually mother them into uh, uh, the continuation of their spiritual growth. And a part of our hearts is that I remember I'm I'm 67 now. I'm 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 an old man in in some ways, even <laughs> though it's spirit and heart. I feel like a young man. Um, when I was in my 20s, mm. uh, I was a young man pursuing God at, at, mm. a, at a at a very passionate, strong level, mm-hmm. and I began to run across in scriptures. Uh, spiritual fathers like yes. Jesus who was perfect and Paul and uh, and others and I remember crying out in my heart mm. where are the spiritual fathers yes I'm sure they were uh, around mm. uh, but the things that I was reading and studying I couldn't find that in my own life mm. and I had to find Christ for decades almost as enough yeah. um, and wonder what my life could have been progressive like if I had have had someone mm. older, maturer, full of faith, full of the Spirit, yes. uh, full of the wisdom of God that could have helped guide and, and direct my life. Mm. And I know, Paul, you had had a similar kind of passionate heart as a young man. Very much so. I, I was uh, out of seminary in my early days of church planting, and, and I too began crying out. In fact, I even approached uh, persons that were far uh, further along in the faith than I was and 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 really wanted to be mentored. I, I longed to have someone father me, but mm. uh, at that stage in history, that that never came to fruition. And I I'll, I remember praying in my late twenties mm. and early thirties that that Father, as I get older, mm. that if you'll give me the grace to live into it, that I I will pour into the next generation. I will encourage and seek to love and father uh, those that come after me. And, and, and you know, Paul, I've, I prayed a similar prayer, mm. and that was 40 years ago, mm. and I certainly have no prideful thought that I am a spiritual father, mm. but many have said so. Yes. And I have felt that fathery heart, uh, and part of the birthing of this podcast is coming out of that, a passion 
that in my life uh, with my wife Susan, mm. uh, you were one of those. I, I don't know the hundreds and hundreds that have come and stayed two days at our house and that mm. we've built a relationship with. Mm. Uh, uh, we've been married 46 years, mm. and we were discussing the other evening that um, there's probably only been about two years of the 46 years that we've not had someone not, that's not including our children yes. living with us, mm. that's come to live with us uh, for a week or for months mm. or for a few months that we might truly spiritually father them mm-hmm. heart on heart, life on life. And I, all through these years, I said, God, please, one day, mm. could you, by your grace, help me become a spiritual mm-hmm. father? And, you know, Al, as you, as you share that, I'm one of those that whose life has been impacted mm-hmm. by that, that sense, that place in your heart where uh, you pour into others, you really do father others. And, and I'm mindful that while you may not carry uh, that label for yourself, that, that others have said mm-hmm. that about you, and including myself uh, on many occasions, Let, let's, if we could for a moment, let, why don't we look at the scriptures at how... Uh, this is actually reflected very clearly uh, out of the heart of God. Yeah, I think that it'd be great, Paul. And I'm going to let you start with. We, I think we're going to look at four or five passages and just read them or discuss them. But I'm thinking right now about uh, that uh, brother, sister mm-hmm. that is listening in, mm-hmm. and and I want to encourage you in, in two kinds of ways as you're listening in. One, uh, perhaps you see a need to be spiritually fathered. Mm. A spiritually mothered, yes. um, then this podcast is for you. Mm. But you also would like to become a spiritual father yes, and a spiritual mother. And I hope you do want to become yes. that. Uh, God wants you to become that. Yes. That is the will of God mm. for your life. And I hope that these podcasts will be a blessing to you in that process of your own growth and transformation mm. towards spiritual fatherhood. So, Paul, won't you jump in with, with – uh, uh, a passage of scripture. We'll just go back and forth with a few verses of scripture here and just chat about those a bit. That sounds excellent. Let's let's start. First Corinthians four fifteen, uh, where the apostle Paul wrote, "For though you have countless gods in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ mm. through the gospel." Uh, now that uh, is a, a spiritually uh, paternal type of statement mm. that reflects the heart. Uh, in a in a in a unique way, does it not? Yes, absolutely. And Paul is is basically saying here that um, uh, you have many people to encourage mm. you. Mm-hmm. You have many people that can have have helped you. Mm-hmm. But I was your spiritual father. Yes, and you have not many fathers. Mm. Uh, and Paul knew that. Uh, that fatherhood, and I think it would be important to uh, to state here that uh, in my early years in 20s and 30s, which was 45 years ago, mm. the general thought was discipleship, mentoring, was a matter of classroom. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I learned is that you can't disciple and mentor uh, the masses. Yes. You don't see you don't see that kind of thing taking place mm-hmm. in Scripture now, and, and I'm in no way opposed to any kind of teaching and mm-hmm. ministry of God's Word, whether it be in a classroom or a large setting at all. Yes. Yes. All of those things are very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, when when we're talking about when the Scriptures and what Paul is speaking about in this passage in spiritual fathering, 
uh, is a phrase that that I coined thirty mm-hmm. something years ago. Life on life. Yes. Yes. Heart heart to heart. Mm. Another passage then is in First John in chapter two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the apostle John, who was very close to Jesus, I think perhaps the the closest yes. of all the disciples to, to the Lord Jesus. Yes. And perhaps when you look at the apostle John. He very well, the others were probably 30 years old and more, mm-hmm. because in the Jewish culture, to be respected, you had to be older. Yes. And so Jesus called Peter and James and others to him mm-hmm. that were 30. More than likely, John, if you if you research the age, he could have been a, a 16, 17, 18-year-old young man. Wow. When it's, especially when you think about the, the writing of the book of Revelation mm-hmm. and the number of years between that and, and the crucifixion of Jesus. Had he been 18, he would have been 80-something wow. by the time he wrote the book of Revelation. Yes. And um, so, he, so I think in some ways mm-hmm. he, he, John may have been, at the, in a heart kind of way, mm-hmm. uh, like a son to Jesus. Yes, yes. And then John writes the book of John, mm-hmm. uh, then he writes first, second, third John, and he's used of God to write the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. But in in first John in chapter one and two, uh, the apostle John lays out uh, a spiritual progression, yes, a spiritual development. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't use the word baby. Paul will use the word baby in Christ in first Corinthians, but John in in uh, in first John two will mention the child. Mm-hmm. Uh, spiritual children, you yes. little, little children. Then he'll mention the young man, yes. uh, speaking, uh, and he's taking physical to describe spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young man would be like a spiritual teenager. Yes. And then he goes beyond that and speaks about spiritual fathers. Yes. And uh, it's interesting that with the spiritual children, uh, uh, John is saying how you cease to be a baby in Christ and begin to become a spiritual child mm. is that you walk in the light. Yes. You become a, a vulnerable person, open-hearted, mm. uh, and you begin to be transparent, and you, you really walk in the light with God Amen. and with others, and you're willing easily to confess sin. Yes. Uh, then moving from a child to a young man is, is, is all around your love and hunger mm-hmm. for the Word of God and studying. And, and it says this young man, and, and the Word of God abides in him. Yes. He, he's learning. So if you begin to think about this, most of the church in America may still be in babyhood mm. or at best in spiritual child. But how many people have you met in the kingdom, Paul, that actually walk in, such, in, in humility mm-hmm. And integrity, yes. that they're open and honest about their need of God. Mm. They feel it deeply. And that's necessary to move from a baby to a, to, yes. to a young child. Yeah, we need more of this. Keep but, going. But the spiritual fatherhood that we're talking about, he says the spiritual father has known him that is from the beginning. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if I might share just a, a word of testimony, uh, what I was surrendering uh, my life to the Lord. I, I say I, I didn't use the word surrender. Mm-hmm. I actually said, God, tonight I want Al Henson dead, the mm-hmm. old Al, and I want you to raise up the new Al in you to live yes. and walk. And I was thinking, what do I want to write down as the purpose for my life? Mm. And I thought well, about many things, being a pastor or mm. planting churches or making disciples mm-hmm. or Fulfilling the great commandment to love God and, and all, and finally I got down. Oh, that's it! I need to. My purpose of my life is I need to love God. Yes. And I remember that night that the, the Holy Spirit asking me, "Okay, now how are you going to do that?" Mm. 
And I remember thinking, I can't. I want to. Yes. It sounds like that would be a good purpose for a man's life to love God. And then the Lord led me to Philippians 3, mm. Paul's writing when he says that I may know him. Yes. I count everything else but dung. And I said, ah, that's it, God. Yeah. If I can know you, yes. if you'll let me find you, mm. then I can love you. Yes, Lord. And then later, I was reading in this First John 2, mm. and it says that a spiritual father has known him mm. that is from the beginning. That's good. Yes. And so at 21, that began to put me <clears throat> on a path to, to spiritual fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the word known there is experiential. Mm. It's not head knowledge. Yes. It's not theological knowledge. It's not doctrinal knowledge. Yes. And through the Word of God and through uh, the uh, you know our circumstances and the life we're living is our classroom. This is mm-hmm. where God is teaching us. We're growing and walking with God through life. As I pursued to know him, really wanted to know him, just yes. know him, Yes, God began to reveal himself to me. Mm. And, and I think this knowing him means that we can experience in a deep, deep level mm-hmm. on a regular basis the thoughts of God mm. and the heart of God. Yes, And this is what characterizes mm. a spiritual father, that this, this brother, this sister, Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about spiritual fatherhood, we're not talking about the male only. That's right. We're talking about uh, spiritual motherhood yes. in, in essence. Yes. And uh, so you sisters that are listening in, God wants you to be a, a spiritual mother, a godly woman. Yes. But, and a godly woman will be that woman that has known him mm-hmm. experientially. When she speaks of God, you know that woman knows God. That's right. She doesn't know about God. Yes. She knows God. Yes, Lord. And I wanted God to help me. Mm. Mm. I wanted to become a man who just didn't know about God, yes. that knew God because I knew God was beautiful, mm. perfect, yes. pure, almighty. Worthy of knowing. Yes. Mm. And I wanted to be able to, like a lover, mm. I wanted to be able to talk to people about God mm. and help him to see God. Yes. And know God, and that's what a spiritual father is. I, I might say this: I was running in some discipleship circles at 25 years old and 26 years old, and and I didn't say much. It, it, when you're a young man, you just keep your mouth shut and grow, you know, and learn. <laughs> and there's wisdom in that. Yes. But I remember them saying, "Oh, if you've led someone to Christ, mm-hmm. now you're a spiritual father." Mm. And I thought, in, in essence, they're right in this sense. You've, you've helped, by God's grace, you've helped birth someone. Yes. And you need to, you need to like an older brother mm-hmm. or someone that's maybe a little further along, help them along the way. You certainly mm-hmm. don't want to lead someone to Christ and not help them along the way. Mm-hmm. But even then I was thinking, no, they are not. Don't, don't declare them a spiritual that's father. Right. Yes. Because it's not what the Bible is speaking about yeah. when it talks of, of Paul as a mm-hmm. spiritual father or John as a spiritual father. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important, uh, everything that you shared, but that, that last bit that you just shared, Al, uh, particularly around what is a spiritual father. The Bible has so much more to say mm-hmm. around this topic. It, this topic pops up or shows up in the book of Malachi. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Malachi, uh, uh, in the word there in chapter 4, uh, verse 6, uh, the scripture uh, gives this description of 
of uh, the latter times. And it, it says, in God, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Now, I recognize that may not be spe- speaking specifically uh, to spiritual fathering, spiritual mothering, but it reflects that this matter mm-hmm. is important to God. Yes. Well, God is a father. Yes. He's the son, he's the spirit, but he's also the father. Yes. And even in we're praying, our father mm. who art in heaven. Yes. And Jesus wanted us to know God as mm. father. Yes. So we could trust him. Mm. And and if Christ is in us mm-hmm. and working through us, mm. then he wants to work through us to, to that we, we feel to others mm-hmm. as, as spiritual fathers, uh, uh, spiritual mothers. Mm. Obviously, uh, another passage, uh, Paul, would be, uh, I'd like to just use Jesus as an example. Yes. Uh, he's obviously the perfect one Yes, <laughs> in this, and we're so imperfect. Mm. Uh, but I, in Mark in chapter 3, in verse 14, um, Jesus is calling his disciples. He's mm. choosing those he his disciples and I love this in what he says. He says, and he he went to the mountain to pray. Mm. And I would like to say to anyone, if you want to spiritually father someone, spiritually mother someone, uh, start with prayer. Yes, and trust God to lead the right people to you. Yes. Um, but he was praying, and then after he prayed, it says he called to him those he himself. Wanted. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's powerful. God wants us. Mm. 10,000 times more than we want to love God. Yes. Or think about loving God. He loves us. Yes. And He wants us. Mm. And in my 20s, I like, think, oh, God wants Al. Mm. God really wants me. Mm-hmm. And I begin to ask, what does He want from me? And I, I learned that what He primarily wanted from me was my heart. Yes. And he wanted me to love him, mm. but he says he those he himself wanted that they and they came to him that they might be with him. Mm. Mm. And I've learned in spiritual fathering, I don't go out and seek people to father. Yeah, you don't have to, do you? No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I have to say no often. Mm. Uh, I have this uh, young man that uh, in Alaska just three or four months ago that I met. And within within thirty forty minutes, he said, "Would you would you father me?" Mm. And I hadn't talked about fatherhood. Yeah. Would you mentor me? And I looked at him and I said to him, "I can't say no, mm-hmm. and I can't say yes. Yeah. But I can tell you that I will pray. Yes. And you have my phone number. Yes. And you can text me if you would like. Mm-hmm. You see, Jesus called those he himself wanted." And and it says they came mm-hmm. to him. One of the things I was seeing was with this young man, was he hungry enough? Yeah, yeah. That he would pursue. Mm. Would he go, you know, he'd, he, had, he had had a lot of deep wounds in his life. Mm-hmm. Would he pursue uh, fatherhood, spiritual yes. fatherhood? Yes. Next thing I know, every other day he's saying, uh, uh, Al, I'm, I'm just texting, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for you. Yes. If you have a few minutes, could we talk? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And finally, after a few weeks, I knew he wanted to be with me. Mm-hmm. And so I set up a time to talk with him yeah. on the phone, and now we're doing that regularly. Mm. And Alaska's a long ways away. 
Yes. And, so, and this is the heart of a father. We're already, I'm talking with the people around, is there a way we could set up some kind of Zoom, mm-hmm. uh, including him and maybe a few others, where we mm-hmm. could do some spirit, spiritual fathering? Yes. Because, you know, fatherhood, he, those who came then, it says that they might be with him. Mm. Mm. And this with him is certainly more than a head-to-head. Absolutely. It's heart-to-heart. Yes. And it's life-to-life. Mm. And may I, may I just uh, a side note here. Watching and observing in the kingdom, mm. one of the, the problems that I see is because our culture is so dysfunctional now. Yeah. And people have been so deeply wounded mm. that when it comes to relationships, even husband-and-wife relationships, mm-hmm. uh, parent-child relationships, people cannot connect at the heart level. Yeah, yeah. And I actually believe, Paul, mm. that the majority of our people sitting in our church services on Sunday morning cannot connect with God. At a heart level. At a heart level. Yes. They're connecting with God at a head level yeah. and not a heart level. Mm. And spiritual fathering uh, allows a person to gain a grace place. Yes, Lord. Mm. Uh, uh, a uh, a safe place. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are the two words: a grace place and a safe place. Yes, where they can, uh, like we said about the spiritual child, for the first time they can become vulnerable mm-hmm. and feel safe. Yes, they can become open mm. and feel safe. Uh, and and ultimately, in this passage, then Paul, I know we need to move on. He did this that he might send them out from him, Amen. that they themselves might then start mothering and fathering yes. and discipling and caring for others. I know we just have a few more minutes, but there's one more passage of Scripture that comes to mind, and it and, and we're mindful that what you just stated uh, first, so that they may be with Jesus, but also that he sent them out. I think about Paul's spiritual, spiritually fathering Timothy. Mm-hmm. And when we read the books of First and Second Timothy, we see that all of this imagery being played out of Paul continuing to pour yes, into Timothy yeah. and uh, to encourage him as a spiritual father. But there's also a key verse. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there are many key verses, but there's one particular verse that stands out um, just in terms of what he's instructing Timothy to do. And it's that verse that many of us know, 2 Timothy 2.2, uh, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust of faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you share a comment or two on that? Yeah, I'm um, thinking right now about the pastor listening in mm. or the spiritual leader listening in, and they're thinking about their impact of their life. Yes. And we're always thinking about the crowd. Mm. And, um, and and I'm I'm not opposed to that, and God's not. There were mm-hmm. crowds around Jesus at times. Yes. But Jesus had a ministry both to the multitude mm. and had a ministry to the few. Mm. And I would ask that spiritual leader listening in, which would you say impacted the kingdom and eternity more, his ministry to the multitude or his ministry to the few? The obvious answer is, is to the few. Yes. I'm 60 seven, mm. and when my, uh, Susan and I look back over our lives, you know, we've preached to thousands around the world. Mm. We've pastored and shepherded uh, churches. But when I look back, the real impact over these last 45 years have been the hundreds. Yes. And that now, ap- after 45 years, it's not just 12. Yes. It's hundreds and hundreds yes. of those that we took the time 
to invite them into our lives, and mm. we stepped into theirs, mm. heart to heart, mm. life to life, spirit to spirit, mm. with Jesus, with one another, uh, searching the scriptures, digging into our, letting God dig with us into our own souls. Mm. Uh, that is where the fruit and the impact uh, has come. And so sense. now we love, I love the idea, Paul, that we can do a podcast like this mm-hmm. uh, with this purpose yes. in mind of, in, in some ways, mothering and, and fathering some, and but encouraging others to be spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. Amen. You know, as you share that out, uh, let, let's just take a moment to, uh, in that spirit, to encourage someone today that um, to pray mm-hmm. and to seek to mm-hmm. mother or father someone mm-hmm. in the Lord. Yeah. Or, or maybe there's someone listening that they need to be, right. uh, have a spiritual father or spiritual mother, and, and, and to be in that place where they are being mentored and molded and shaped. And uh, I want to encourage those listening today that even what we share, um, just may they share it with others as well right. uh, to encourage movement like this. And um, just a sort of a teaser for next, we're going to shift next podcast into transformation, mm. which this is truly what, uh, when you're fathering, you're looking for. It's what God's looking for mm-hmm. in our lives, mm-hmm. that we might be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ, that we yes. might be transformed into his likeness. So we're going to talk about the the desire of God, God the Father, the desire of any spiritual father, spiritual mother, is transformation mm. in the life of those that they're ministering to and walking around. Mm. Paul, would you close us uh, today then in prayer? It would be an honor. Let, let's pray together. So, Father, as we've had the opportunity today to l- look at your word together and share uh, Lord, around the benefits and the gifts of spiritual fathering, spiritual mothering, we recognize this comes out of the image of who you are. Yes, Lord. Uh, Lord, uh, the Word even tells us that uh, when Paul went and served uh, the church, that uh, he was like a spiritual mother in the context that uh, when we gather among you, like a nursing mother taking mm-hmm. care of her own children, yes, as uh, the Scripture says in First Thessalonians. And, and so, Lord, it's out of this imagery that we pray that you continue to do the indelible work of mm. the development of hearts of fathers, heart of s- spiritual mothers, in continuing to birth, nurture, develop mm. uh, the heart of people, your people, for your glory. And we pray this in the strong and eternal name of Jesus. I hope each one of you were able to echo Paul's prayer that God would grow us into spiritual parents. If this episode of Sage Talk spoke to your heart, we'd love to hear from you. Alan Paul, welcome your thoughts, and you can email us at info at sagetalkpodcast.com. In our next episode, Alan Paul will be sharing about the catalyst God uses to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss this insightful episode on spiritual transformation. You can also visit our website at sagetalkpodcast.com to find transcripts of each episode and links where you can share this podcast with your friends and family. Come back soon and join us on Sage Talk for another time of spiritual shepherding, heart to heart, and life to life.